Welcome to Shootcast, our round 18 review. Join me on the line, hot off the Wallaby selection, is Andrew Swain. Hello, Swainy. Hello, Burjo and Casho. Um, yeah, uh, you, you might need to. You might be able to knock me over with a feather at the moment with this Wallaby squad. Um, yes, it's it's just I, I'm still digesting it. Put it that way. It's the shock phase. Uh, also on the line is Mark Cashman from Rugby News. G'day, Casho. Yeah, listen. From half past six on on Thursday night, uh, the bombs just kept coming. Uh, Will Skelton, our, our new Wallaby captain, I I, I absolutely love some of these uh, selections. Whether we've left ourselves a, a bit thin on the uh, on the number ten front remains to be seen. But uh, I like the, the the skeleton of this side, and it uh, it says something about the road forward, doesn't it? It does. Uh, there's been a few people I've messaged today with maybe some insight. Um, you probably heard a little bit, Swaney, but I've heard that Jones has basically said um, picking a side that can do quite well in this World Cup, but definitely seems like it's an eye on 2027. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, he's he's definitely shaken the rug, hasn't he? Um, yeah. No... no Quade Cooper, no Michael Hooper. Um, you know, I, I do feel for for Hoops. I feel like, you know, yeah. a guy who has given so much to Australian rugby probably deserved to be going out in a different way than, than he probably yeah. would. Um, but that calf, it just sounds like, a, I think, from what I understand, he re-injured the calf but in a different spot um, mm. to where he'd injured it previously. So... It's a uh, yeah, it's a real shame, but it's this this squad is yeah. Will Skelton, the captain. I mean, um, you know, can we look to Will in the seventy second minute of a quarter final when you're trailing by eight to make a decision around, you know, whether you kick for the corner or whether you kick a goal? Mm. These are questions that we just don't know, um, and I reckon the rest of the world don't know either. And this is the other thing: Eddie is so cunning and. Um, you know, brave with these selections that it's it's probably probably picked a team that is un um an analyzable, if you know what I mean. So mm. the rest of the world are gonna go into a World Cup not knowing just what Australia can bring. Is it a case of, you know, picking the guys that we expected to have been picked, your Quake Coopers and your Hoopers and that, and just saying, well, we're going to get to about third or fourth. I don't think we can win it anyway. Where now we can reset the clock with a, a young nucleus, put them through the experience of a World Cup casho, and hope that we can build something that can really um, go for glory by twenty twenty seven. Well, and you know, before twenty twenty seven is 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 a series against the British and Irish Lions mm. in twenty five. But yeah, listen. As, as I said earlier, the, the, the bones are there of a very good side, isn't it? You know, uh, uh, Skelton's going to uh, be be one of the first selected, as, as he should be. And, uh, you know, like his um, his influence around the group sounds like it's uh, it's it's quite uh, formidable by the sound of things. And, Swaney, you might be able to talk to this, but, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's an increasing amount of... Uh, uh, you know, people in that squad who who obviously look up to uh, Will as as most people do, I suppose. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's um, it's 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 going to be an interesting ride at, uh, in in France. And uh, 
having someone who's well known there and, and leading the way is 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 going to be interesting. And I think uh, from the stand coverage that I watched tonight, I think all Will needs to do in the captaincy uh, thing is just to be himself. So uh, that's yeah. uh, that's that's going to be interesting to see how it uh, how it pans out. It was funny. Mm-hmm. I, I um, arrived at the airport bright and early this morning, back coming back from Sydney from the Catchpole Medal where I saw you last night, Casho, and uh, Will Skelton was there. I saw him. He's hard to miss. Um, and he was flying up to Darwin, uh, and Falafane Gaa was also with him, um, which, you know, that definitely threw a, a spanner in my head. I was thinking, oh, no, Falau's going, is he? Um but uh, I guess he's probably just getting guys, um, you know, I think he's got a squad of 40 in Darwin at the moment. Mm. Um, but the, the interesting thing about Will Skelton is, and they did mention this in the stand coverage of the announcement, is that he's he's a winner. He's a guy who's won European titles. He's won top 14 mm. titles. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows how to um, win. Uh, he knows how to win in France. And, uh, you know, test rugby is obviously very different. But um, I, I agree with you, Casho, when you say that he's a guy that people would look up to because he's a winner. Mm. It's, uh, it doesn't get much rawer than this. The average amount of test matches is 20. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. The average it, age now is 26, I noticed, uh, yeah. on, uh, on some of the stand sport coverage. and uh, Youngest it, squad since 91. World mm. Cup squad, mm. yeah, and 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 good to see that they actually took a uh, took a have taken a chance with Max Jorgensen, and uh, I I think they'll be rewarded because uh, you know what 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 a great player to uh, uh, to come off the bench or you know maybe even fill in on the wing on uh, on 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 one of the the minor games, but uh, uh, it's 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 good that a lot of these players. Aren't overanalyzed uh, from from the teams in the north, and uh, I think that's going to give us uh, allow us to uh, gain a bit of momentum early on in the um, early on in the uh, in, in in the World Cup pool games. Mm, it's going to be very interesting. I um, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a uh, football tragic. I, I love my English Premier League. I'm a massive Arsenal fan, and about three years ago, they completely drained the swamp of all the old players. Just got rid of them out the door built around a young, energetic team. And, you know, they've trying to bridge the, the gap to Manchester City, obviously, who've won three Premier League titles in a row. And this year they're favoured to try and take them to the title again. But um, it's funny, um, Arteta is in a coaching group who's the manager of Arsenal and his mentor he's got very close with is Eddie Jones. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of stuff there, but there's a I, I know there's a lot of sharing of thoughts these guys get in these coaching Philosophy groups. I think the the coach there from um, one of the NFL teams is in it. Arteta, Eddie Jones, and they they regularly meet. So you know all of these studies around sport and picking youth and 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 building a, a new young exciting nucleus might be factoring into Jones's thinking. Who knows? And and it's very similar to what France did a few years ago as well. France yep. have done a very similar thing. It feels like. You know, Australia are probably a couple of years behind France in the development phase, but they are now absolutely flying. Uh, You look back to the last two under-20s or three under-20s World World Cups and France have been there and won them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, particularly 19 and 18. And a lot of the guys that are are in and around the squad now 
um, you know, played in those teams. Uh, and, and it's a similar situation with that, you know, 2019, I was under 20s team that did so well. Um, you know, a lot of those guys are, are coming through. It's all youth. Yeah. It's investing in youth, it's, though, it's probably and doing it and being able to take the short-term pain for for long-term gain. You got to suck up the short-term pain. That's what, exactly what happened. Like the Arsenal example, it's it's horrible, but you it starts to starts to come come through, and, and it looks good. I mean, Australian rugby is a bit different to to that, but it's going to be interesting. In England, two thousand three. Remember when they toured Australia in ninety eight, and we beat them seventy six nil, but. You know, they had Wilkinson and, and, and those guys experiencing the pain um, during the swamp and then Woodward put together a master plan and won in 03. So whether the Wallabies can reciprocate that in a home World Cup, we'd love to see it, but um, it's a it's a blueprint that he's going with and it, it's it's exciting. So we'll just see how they get on. Anyway, um, well, we would talk about the Wallabies last weekend, but we'll never get through the podcast because they did have a very spirited showing unfortunately going down in that game to the All Blacks, but some some really good green shoots from that one. But we'll have to talk about last night, gents, the catchpole medal. I've got the MC here, Andrew Swain. And um, what what were you there last night, Casho, the professional Shiraz drinker, mate? Well, uh, no, I was I, I was just there for the wine and the um, and, and and the pork belly, which is uh, which is very nice, and or uh, mm. uh, saw saw the awards pan out. And I must say, uh, Swainy uh, was the uh, the captain of the MC team along with Timmy Horan and did an absolutely spiffy job. I thought uh, I, I thought the uh, the uh, the night went very well, Swaney, and uh, you gave us a bit of extra drinking time at the end there to uh, to uh, lap up the uh, the the winners uh, from uh, throughout the night with uh, with Michael Isley taking out the, uh, the the big gong, the catchpole medal, very well deserved, I thought. Mm. Yeah, he, he's had a great season, hasn't he? And uh, yeah, it was it was a great night, um, you know, celebrating all things uh, club rugby. Um, you know, Randwick going away with the ES marks, the the um, you know the the. Oh, sorry, no, it was Norse with the ES marks, and then it's the, um, yeah, Gregor you know, George. George goes to yep. Randwick, and they get the Jeffrey Sale, and also yep, you know, Warringah getting the Eric Spillstead. But no, it was a great night, and yeah, I finished a full hour early ahead of schedule, so everyone just had a chance to sink red wines for an extra oh, hour. Well done, Swaney. That's what you want to hear on those nights because they they can drag out a bit. All right, we've got to talk about a couple of the big awards. Um, Catchpole, obviously. Um, Icely won it outside of Barnabas and Gibbs, I think, were tied for the second place vote. second, yep, that's right. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty pretty hard to argue that. Icely's been one of the most consistent players in the shoot shield the last four or five seasons and by all accounts a good bloke and a tremendous rugby player. One of those players that... um, Looks a shade above club, but not quite had many opportunities, enough opportunities, I think, maybe in the Super Rugby ranks. He's, he's had some exposure, but not quite cracked it through. But a loyal servant to Eastwood and uh, had a great season, very well deserved. Um, well, boys, I was, I was in on a conversation with Johnny Menenti at one stage uh, yep. during the night, and he, he was talking about how how he had to really work hard to uh, to get uh, Michael along to the awards night because he was more concerned with his rehab to get himself back on the field at some stage during the uh, the final series because he's uh, he's copped a bit of a knock and I think mm-hmm. may well be in some sort of doubt for uh, the the semi final against Eastwood uh, on the weekend. But anyway, they they worked hard and. Uh, Finally ordered him along, and uh, thank goodness for that because it's always uh, a bit flat when you're when your winners uh, not uh, not 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 in the room. And I think uh, 
I think they got it right with uh, with that one. He's, uh, he's he's a very aggressive number eight. He, he runs the ball well. He scores tries. Defence is very good. And, uh, you know, the others, Barnabas was the... Uh, uh, the Pilfer King and uh, obviously Jude Gibbs uh, runs a game very well for North. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they got it right and the margin was pretty well right too. 23 points uh, with Barnabas and Gibbs on uh, on 19 each and Phil Potkuta not too far away either from uh, from Southern Districts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Barnabas has had an outstanding season. I read some of the rugby news articles last week about Barnabas's steals, he 39 steals. I think the next closest was 20. He's uh, pretty good on the ball there, uh, Swaney. Oh, he's, yeah, I think I mentioned it last night. When Basically, his entire highlights package uh, when they went through the nominees was him making turnovers. And they wouldn't have been hard to pick out of a season worth either because he just did it time and time again. Um, what a, what a, you know, great up and coming star from the manly open side flanker factory that seems to be uh, over the last few decades. Uh, he's he's a star. Um, yeah, he's ducked me though. He, I tell you what, he was pretty keen to get back to the northern beaches pretty quick. He uh, he ducked me. I tried to get an interview with him afterwards for Clubland, and he uh, he'd already gone. Mm, no, I <laughs> probably getting home to get get rested up before a big uh, big semis. Uh, Game against Eastwood this weekend, so that'll be exactly. Um, we had uh, yeah, Jude Gibbs uh, was in the mix too. There, I think he walked away with a point scoring gong there. Uh, he did. But he's he's had a tremendous season, uh, Casho at North. Yeah, certainly has. He's um, he's their main uh, game controller, and you could see that in their uh, North's win over, over Hunter. I think the you know the one of the keys to beating Hunter is to keep them uh, reasonably far away from uh, your own try line because at that point in time, the leading try scorer in the shoot shield, Andrew Tuala, comes uh, come, comes into play and that's what uh, what Jude was uh, was able to do, uh, you know, in, in, in their semi-final preview game against uh, Hunter on the, on, on, on the weekend. He's, uh, he's very good off the tee. Very good uh, out of hand as well, and uh, that that kept uh, Hunter at bay and forcing them to attack from uh, pretty well far out. So, uh, but he's 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 had a great season after coming over from uh, from Sydney Uni last year, and uh, really enjoying uh, having the keys to the uh, the car of the uh, the Northern Suburbs machine. Yeah. Now, one of the uh, most popular awards of the night was the Coaches Award, and. Cameron Trelaw picked it up, Swaney. Uh, he's certainly um, in the good guy uh, competition. He's always uh, he's always up there, but he's um, he's done a great job at West, despite not getting many of the results we thought they should get in games this season. Um, obviously, uh, has been rewarded for his efforts this year. Yeah, and you know, as voted by your peers, which is you know quite a quite the prestigious. Um, you know that that's that you're right. He's a great bloke, and he's done a great job with West Harbour this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just fallen short. And he he was the first to admit last night that he felt like he you know the with the other two nominees Zach Beer and Steve Hoyles, you know, locked on sixty seven points at the top of the um the top of the table, and and they missing out on finals that he probably you know he felt you know very privileged to take that award. 
Um, but he's worked really hard at West Harbour this year. Um, that's certainly they certainly are a club that have turned things around. Um, you know, he just hopes. And I spoke to him last night afterwards. He hopes that that trajectory can continue. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Wins the Good Bloke Awards, hands down. Yeah, there's definitely a, a good bloke factor in this award, Casho. I've uh, had a few conversations with coaches over the years and um, I think the coaches that have got a good scorecard in post-match beers feature pretty highly. So just goes to show maybe one for the future. I want yeah, to take notice. It's, um, it, it's interesting, isn't it? And uh, uh, yeah. is. Uh, is, is is one of the good guys, and, and it's it's good to see him get an get an award like that. Uh, must have been a obviously close run thing with Zach Beer in contention, and also uh, Stephen Hoyles, who have done very 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 well this year. But uh, I think um, I think Tree got it because of the uh, the turnaround job that he's done there with uh, with West Harbour. And when I was talking to him last night, he said the all the indications are is that. Uh, is that he'll have pretty much the same crew that he had this year. So uh, an, an, another year under under his coaching, I think they're uh, they're going to be uh, even better. I, I know there's there's talk of uh, Sonny Setawala and uh, maybe maybe one or two others saying we've 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 had enough uh, of Shield for for the time being. But uh, but he reckons they'll uh, they'll get the smell of liniment in their in their noses early next year, and they'll be very much on board and uh, ready to, uh, uh, you know, springboard off uh, off what they've achieved this year. So well, well done to all concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, as you said, Hoyles has led uh, Ramick to a brilliant resurgence. Um, the second in first grade, they were first in second grade, third grade and fourth grades. As a club coach, that's bloody impressive. But I've got to mention Zach Beer again. He's won back-to-back minor premierships and still can't win the bloody thing. I mean, What's he meant to do? But uh, anyway, that's just the way it goes. And um, well, Virgil, I'm, I'm glad you said that because uh, some people out there might say uh, that, that that I have a northern suburbs in inbuilt uh, inbuilt in, interest uh, in me if uh, if I actually said that. So well, no, no, it's bloody <laughs> obvious. Uh, Zach coached me. He's a great coach, and he's um. Oh, but, you know, okay, got to call a spade a spade. He's won the minor premiership for two straight seasons. It's amazing. Um, and given the awards a night is after the regular season, I can't fathom how he's not been in the running in either season or not won it in one of the one of the seasons he's been coached. But Hoyle's had a very good claim this year. But as you said, Tree's done a great job in the turnaround. So let's not get too political about it. But um, I, I think, Swaney, uh, you had Zach on, um, on Clubland this week and he said uh, – We've got the minor premiership, but um, how many minor premiership reunions uh, have you? You know, do you have t- twenty years down the track? No, yeah, not none. Yeah, no, exactly. I think I think that's it. That's that's the ultimate accolade for a coach is not the coach of the year; it's the shoot shield premiership. Let's be honest. Anyway, um, moving on, let's uh, have a quick recap of the results from the weekend because I want to preview this weekend and. Um, it was uh, really last weekend was a question of where and who would finish in the top six. We had uh, four spots locked in with two up for grabs. Um, it's ended up with uh, Gordon sneaking in with um, Hunter and Manly rounding up the four, five, six. Um, so obviously 
North on top, Ramick second place, Eastwood third, Manly fourth, Gordon fifth, sorry, and Hunter sixth. Um, now, Norse took on the wildfires uh, at North Sydney Oval. A preview of this week's final. Um, talk us through the action on Saturday there, Kasia. Yeah, it was uh, 43-28 final score, but uh, mm. I tell you what, it was a hell of a lot closer than uh, what that scores have indicated. As, as I said earlier, it was uh, it was a game that Norse controlled very well through uh, through the kicking game of uh, of Jude Gibbs, and that uh, that led directly to at least uh, one of the tries, the one uh, Seb Cameron. Uh, uh, picked up off a off an offload from uh, from Henry O'Donnell, who who I must admit, uh, after his under under twenties uh, uh, exposure in South Africa a couple of weeks back, is looking very very sharp, and uh, he was uh, he he was quite good. But uh, it was uh, you know a, a, a wet slippery sort of day there at uh, at North Sydney Oval, but uh, you know they uh, they managed to uh, get the uh, get the job done. Bonus point in, uh, in 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 tow, minor premiership, and uh, you know they celebrated that uh, that afterwards. Uh, I, I think the, uh, the the try just on full time did blow the score out. So uh, mm. North have now won ten of their last eleven matches. So uh, yeah, they're going into uh, in, into the final series in, uh, in 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 pretty good shape. I think. Yeah, they certainly are. Um, it's an interesting game this weekend for both Norse and Hunter and Manly and Eastwood in the fact that they're playing back-to-back games. They're always very odd um, turnaround games and tactically can be quite difficult to prepare for, Swaney. Yeah, it's just a quirk of the draw, isn't it, that it's mm. sort of landed this way. But to have to play back-to-back games against each other, mm. you know, you, you actually you, you get the you get the benefit of, being able to analyze, you know, and be so fresh in it, but it, it also, mm. um, you know, the, the 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 good coaches out of all the out of all the um, teams will will definitely try and, you know, um, almost play a three card trick against each other. Like it's one of those ones that makes it, as you say, difficult to to um, prepare for. So, yep, um, you know uh, the. You almost you almost back the the losing teams from the previous week, don't you, to come back and bounce back? Um, it's, it's interesting, really. It's like a it, it's like the middle of a three test um, you know series, you know, against England or Ireland, uh, you know, at, at home, isn't it? You know, it's uh, second leg and uh, away we go. So uh, yeah, fascinating insights and uh, a real sort of uh, coaching sort of battle, isn't it? You know, a battle of tactics about. Uh, what worked last week may not work this week. Yeah, I was um, one of the best teams I've ever played with was a second grade side at Manly in 2011. Had a lot of future first graders and some guys coming towards the end of their uh, career. It was just a perfect blend of a side. We played Ramick in the final round. We put 65 points on them. Played Ramick in the uh, major semi a week later. Lost and bowed out of the competition. And it was just <laughs> so... Brutal. Yeah, just thought we'd probably get out there and roll them. Even though you you tell yourself, oh, you know, that won't happen again. Or we, you know, I'll be prepared regardless of how easy it was. It's just a human thing. And, you know, they bring one player and the environment's different. It's a different ground and uh, things can change. And that's what pressure does in all sports. You've been watching the Soccer World Cup penalty shootout. Nothing like pressure. So um, we're going to go into the finals this week. But before we do, let's just quickly finish off these games. Um we predicted last week that um, 
Ramwick were going to have a difficult afternoon. Uh, Ring were going to have a difficult afternoon at Ramwick, and that's just the way it was. Ramwick forty nine, Ringer nil. Um, Ringer did have that foot in the uh, Could You A pub there, uh, Swaney. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they couldn't finish their season quick enough. No. Uh, the first grade side, unfortunately, not that they wouldn't have tried, but yeah. you're right. It's uh, it's definitely a, a been a tough season for them. Um, <coughs> yep. You know, Rivo finishing up at the end of this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they would have liked to have sent him out a winner, but this Randwick team are you know just just too good at the moment um, for the yep. for the the teams lower down on the ladder. So that's the way it ended. Yeah, just I, I think Randwick boys are a, they're a better side with the uh, with the, you know they've, they've had guys like Ben Sugars and Cormac Daly and Kobe Milne and uh, and and others there, but uh, Andrew Deegan has made uh, made a hell of a difference. And uh, this coming weekend they've they've, uh, they've they've got a familiar face to the Highlanders, Tommy Silks, uh, their open side breakaway in the number seven jersey. So that's uh, interesting times ahead. Yeah, quick word for uh, Rivo, uh, Mike Riven, Ringer coach, stepping down. Um, he's a fabulous bloke and um, really, really lovely um, gent in the game and he's he's absolutely put his heart into the Ringer job. Um, I know he's been tearing his hair out with the results this year and he's been doing it pretty tough on that front, but he's got a, a wonderful family and they've um, done over and above what coaches should have to do, accommodating players and um, all sorts. And they're definitely a part of the Ringer family and they'll be welcome as supporters next year. And I'm sure he'll have future future roles within the club. But, um, yeah, just want to say congrats to Rivo on his stint and uh, wish yeah. him all the best. Here, here. Uh, from what I hear, Rivo, um, Rivo had, a, had a bit of a debrief drink on, uh, on Sunday. He was in hospital on uh, on Monday with a um, – he's, he's having a – a long planned back operation, so uh, yeah. he's all fixed and uh, and ready to go. I, I I know the family very well. I, I played with uh, Rivo's dad at Norse at uh, at one stage, and uh, Peter Peter Riven and uh, yep. yeah, what uh, what 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 a fantastic family, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he'll, he'll have good people around him. Absolutely. All right. Um, the Manly Eastwood game was an interesting one. I wasn't there. I was at the St. Joseph's 20-year reunion, which was interesting. But um, I uh, caught most of this on replay. Uh, Manly had a very poor start. Eastwood came out of the gates um, very strong. We're up 20 nil at one phase. And then Manly, uh, there was obviously a horrible injury to uh, Joe Pincus, unfortunately. Looks like he's done a, a dislocation slash break. Um, mm. And it was a really ugly one. It, it, it brought back some horrible memories of Katoni Ali's injury years ago. And uh, it was about a 35-minute delay in the game. Um, but given all the nature of the cop, it, it's obviously had to get going. One of those games you consider abandoning, a bit like the Katoni one. But it was uh, a bad injury. Manly came out of that delay better, though. Uh, scored a couple of good tries and wrestled back the lead at one stage in the second half. But... Um, Eastwood were able to hold on and and grind out a victory. Um, it was an interesting game, and I think it just makes it even more interesting for this weekend ahead, Kasha. There's not a lot between these sides, I reckon. No, 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 certainly not. Uh, you know, uh, Manly could be heartened by the way they they came back and you know dragged themselves back back into the contest. Uh, mm. I'll be playing at TG Milner, which uh, which brings up uh, another factor. 
perhaps this is Eastwood's last uh, uh, game at uh, at TG Milner with everything uh, you know the move up to Castle Hill and all that sort of stuff. So there'll be uh, there'll be a, a lot of emotion there. So uh, it's mm. it's it, it's going to be one of those games, a lot of emotion, and I think it uh, it's uh, it's the the team. This coming weekend, that uh, that takes their chances best is is the one that's going to finish in front. Yeah, we'll preview that um, in a moment. Um, Gordon uh, and Uni was the do or die game between the sides at Chatswood. Um, I felt before the game that Gordon would win and win well, and they did. Uh, they didn't give Ramwick a sniff at all. Uh, sorry, University a sniff at all. Um, Uni's form had been a little bit patchy going in. I know they're still Uni, but. When that uh, Gordon side, we said it all year, Swaney, when they get it together, they're pretty hard to stop. Yeah, I reckon they're the, they're the best team in the comp when they get it all together. And, yep. you know, that this was the sort of game they needed heading into the finals. They've got their mojo back now. Yeah, um, yep. Thought Harrison Goddard, you know, played the house down. Um, and, you know, this, this is a team now that even though they finished, uh, you know, fifth on the ladder, uh, they can win it. I reckon um, that's that's you know high praise for a team that finished fifth, but they've got the ability, they've got the talent in that squad to be able to do it. Absolutely, um, rounding off the two games that were insignificant in the end, two Blues um, they did get their five point win and then sort of had to hope and that something happened in the other games. Unfortunately, it didn't. They've bowed out of the year. Two Blues forty, West Harbour twenty six, but a, a very positive year for the two Blues. Hopefully next year they can squeeze in the finals because they're just so close now and um, just hope that project keeps moving in the right direction. And Eastern Suburbs have finished with a win over Southern Districts, East 26, South 17. And um, that's a good win for East and uh, hopefully they can look to build towards the future, both those sides, Casho. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think um, uh, I, I, I just hope that... Uh, they're able to keep together, um, you know, the core of that group. Of, you know, listen, I know, I, I, I know, footy teams at this level, um, you know, only stick around for uh, a year or two. But uh, let's uh, let's let's hope there's uh, there's there's a few uh, of the same names on board for uh, next year for the two Blues, and the same pretty much for uh, for East, Eastern Suburbs as well, because uh, you know they've they've got a, an essentially a. Uh, a young group there as well, and uh, you know they've got uh, they've got uh, Teddy Wilson and, uh, and 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 young Bowen doing some good things there. And they, you know they just need to see more of them, and uh, obviously uh, uh, come come together a bit more, and uh, you know just uh, just uh, you know learn from, um, from from the experiences that they've had uh, had this year. Absolutely. Uh, East will be looking at a new coach too, I believe. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet, but there's some some movement there. Gordon will obviously be looking for a new coach. Uh, Ringer, I think, are close to announcing theirs. Uh, we'll, we'll wait till that one comes out. Um, Eastwood but, as uh, well. Eastwood as well, of course. So a lot of change. There has been lots of uh, churn in the last few seasons. Um, I think you might find Uni might be getting a new coach. Uni too. as well, yes. It's a revolving door. All right, so we have six teams in the final. Um, we've got Norse, we've got Ramwick, we've got Eastwood, we've got Manly, we've got Gordon, and we've got Hunter. This weekend, Norse taking on the wildfires at North Sydney Oval, Ramwick taking on Gordon at Coogee, and Eastwood 
taking on Manly at Milner. I'm going to start uh, just a quick preview of that game at Milner on Sunday. We'll know before kickoff if it's a dead rubber or indeed it's a knockout because of how the games go on Saturday. If they go to script, um, it will be a dead rubber. Um, from Manly's perspective, um, regardless if it's a dead rubber or not, Manly need to win a finals game, something they haven't done since 2015 in about eight starts. Um, yeah. They've not beaten Eastwood in a finals match since two since 1997. Whoa. Um, so that was, the, was the premiership. If, if exactly, so if Eastwood, um, mate, we Eastwood uh, are the absolute boogeyman times. A hundred, like Manly, like you. With their, sweating as you're talking. We're their, we're their absolute bunny. Honestly, um, we are their, their play toy when it comes to finals. So uh, Eastwood just have to win, don't they? I'm going to heap a whole bunch of pressure on them. They're, they're playing at Milner. They're playing. Um, you know, uh, fortunately, well, they've lost one of their great supporters this week, Casho, as well. Yeah, Robin Timmons passed away uh, uh, very unexpectedly uh, earlier in the week. Aged only uh, seventy-seven, and uh, mm. she was uh, she was uh, Eastwood uh, through and through. And uh, one, one one of the uh, one of the good rugby administrators. She used to uh, run the referees' appointments there at uh, New South Wales Rugby for many years. And uh, I was telling people stories of um, how Robin used to. Um, Sit by the phone on Friday nights, and and then uh, if if any referee was called away or or fell ill or or got on the drink on Friday night, she uh, she would uh, she would have the spreadsheet next to the phone and reallocate uh, you know referee A to game C and all sorts of things. So you know what 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 one of the great people, a real good uh, Woody's person, Brett Papart, Brett Papworth was telling me. Last night, that he, uh, in many ways, she reminded him uh, of of his mum because uh, she'd come up to him and uh, was very articulate and uh, always had an opinion about the the way things are going at the woods and uh, would often be there at TG Milner Field for uh, from fourth grade right through to uh, first grade in uh, in in what was referred to as Tim Tam Corner because mm-hmm. they used to have cups of tea and Tim Tams during the. Uh, during the afternoon, and you always knew it was uh, Robin's car because uh, she had a, um, a a set of uh, uh, seat covers that were um, that were uh, were sewn out of uh, one of Matt Dunning's old Eastwood jumpers. So uh, it, she was uh, she was she was she was a Woody through and through, and uh, oh. you know the the, the game's going to be worse for her passing. Yeah, that's a beautiful and and you know how uh, how typical that it might be Eastwood's last game at Milner. That's that's somewhat poetic. Um, the uh, yeah. the story that Bladesy told last night, uh, Casho at the the Catchpole Medal. Um, I don't know if it's for for this podcast, but it was a there's 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 plenty of memories being uh, thrown around, uh, which were fantastic. Um, you know, as a tribute, but yeah, everyone's very sad for her passing. Absolutely. All right, um, Norse taking on Hunter. We sort of previewed that a little while ago, but um, I think the wildfires here, Swaney, will probably look to try and slow this game down and get that that choke game going. Yeah, absolutely. Get their forwards, big forward pack back into the game. Um, mm. It feels like Norse were able to, you know, circle them a bit last week. Um, yep. They've just got a bit more of a mobile pack than 
Hunter do. Hunter really try and, as you say, choke the life out of teams. So it, it should yep. be a battle of tactics, I think. Um, yeah. You know, the, the how they do that, it's going to test uh, Bubba Coleman out no end. Um, yeah. You know, this will be a uh, this will be one to watch because, um, you know, Hunter have the knack this year of bouncing back in games when you just when you thought they were probably cooked. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to. It's going to be a very interesting one. There's no easy wins. No, I, 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 I'm going to be surprised if this weekend goes to script, Kasha. Yeah. I just think in one of the games, Manly Eastwood I think is a 50-50, genuinely. I don't think there's a lot between those sides. But the other two, it's 1v6, 2v5. And the game at Coogee, Ram at Gordon, uh, full-strength sides, that's as, as good as a grand final preview there, well, Kasha. As, 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 as we've said, all year, uh, and if if you look at one to eight on the uh, on the shoot shield competition table, uh, one could be defeated by team eight, and you know the, the 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 same goes. And this is this is very much the scenario that's uh, that's facing North and uh, and Hunter, and uh, you know that uh, that uh, that factor of playing the the same team two weeks in a row does have that evening factor, and I think. Uh, I think uh, old Bubba Coleman would have been uh, would have been plotting away once uh, once the dust had settled at uh, at, uh, at North Sydney Oval. But uh, playing at North Sydney Oval, I think, gives uh, North some sort of uh, some sort of uh, advantage, and uh, it's it, it, it's going to be the team that takes their chances, doesn't it? You know, it's. Uh, it's it's going to be a, 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 a Harry Bury charge up the middle, or Seb Cameron doing something on uh, out, out wide, or um, Andrew Tawala coming up with a hat trick of tries from uh, from close to the uh, from close to the try line. It's uh, it's 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 that close. It'll it, it it'll be um, one one to one one to seven. I reckon is uh, is going to be the margin either way. And you yep. spoke about Burjo before the boogeyman with Eastwood and Manly, um, yep. Norths and Hunter. You know this the the minor premiership for Norths didn't help them last year. They fell out the back door in straight sets. They mm. won't want to do that again, and that'll be in the back of their minds, I reckon. Well, it's funny. Like I'm trying to obviously I am uh, a one-eyed Manly supporter, but um, trying to plot a way forward. The trouble with Manly at the moment, they're not winning games consistently anymore like they were in the first half of the year. Um, and you say that stat before, Norse have won 11 in their last 12. I think Ramick are what, 12, 13 unbeaten? Um, they're just winning at the moment. But finals is a different game of footy though, isn't it, Kasha? Yeah, it's a whole new competition really, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, let's um, let's hope from a, from, a, from a northern suburb supporter's point of view that uh, – Everything goes to script, and uh, most likely it's not. Yeah, it's uh, hold on to your hats time. Um, greatly looking forward to the finals this weekend, and I'm sure you guys are too. Uh, thank you for your time uh, this evening, Andrew Swain, and good oh, job at thanks, the catch, catch poll last night, mate. Yeah, it was good night. It was a good night, and um, yeah, looking forward to watching the action this weekend. It's going to be, as you say, hold on to your hats time. Um, I'm going to be calling Brisbane Club Rugby this weekend, so beautiful. I'll uh, I'll be, which is into finals finals action as well. Um, so yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be preoccupied with that, but I'll be watching. That's for sure. Yeah, listen, Swanee, congratulations on the job you did uh, 
at, at the catch pole medal. I think uh, I, I think you and Timmy work like uh, Tate McDermott and Carter Gordon. Everything was uh, was was in sync. So uh, well done and good luck doing some calling this weekend, mate. Get uh, you might be a bit rusty, are you? Oh, I appreciate it, Casha. Yeah, maybe oh, I haven't I haven't done any calling for a little while, so it's been a couple of weeks. So yeah, I'll have to get back into the swing of things. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll uh, speak next week. Now, Casha, uh, you'll be sorry before I do that. You'll be at Percy's at about one o'clock on Saturday, won't you? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get into it. Beautiful. Oh, you. Good luck in your game there, and um, I'll speak to you guys next week. Thank you.